So are we just cutting this all out? Yeah. So what you're saying is we'll fix it in post? Yes. <laughs> Welcome back to Ass Hat Analysts, ladies and gentlemen. The debate game show where we remember to change our theme song. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> we'll fix it later. As always, I am Kyle Jenis, and I am joined with Nathaniel Jackson. Hey, that's me. And Josh Johnson. Hello. And this week, to kick off May, we're joined with Chase Wilson. Woo. Hello, hello, What's friends. up, man? What's up? Are you excited? Dude, stoked. It's going to be great. Yeah. So, uh, we love music here at As Hat Analysts, but today we're going to be talking about the most overrated musical artists. Or music groups. Or music groups, yeah. Artists is, I guess, a collective well, I, group. Yeah, you're, you're, collective you are correct, Kyle. I am incorrect. I should not have tried to correct you. I'm sorry. Why are you apologizing? I, I should know. be apologizing. See, at this point, you're both correct. It's just about different things. Semantics. Y- yeah, Kyle was correct in the initial point, and then you're correct that you shouldn't have corrected him. Yeah. You know what? All right. Well, I'll moving on. All right. <laughs> hey, Kyle, what'd you pick? Um, well, we discussed this before, and I'm sorry, Chase. Um, I picked ACDC. I'm a little bit heartbroken. It's a hard one for me. I, uh, I understand. Yeah. Hard, I, hardcore 80s fan, man. Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, Skid Row, Cinderella, yeah. dude. I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do like some ACDC songs. The problem for me with ACDC is that a lot of the songs, especially like in the Brian Johnson era, sound very, very, very similar. They're like, it's... People describe it as like kind of more corporate-ish rock where it's just like, very catered to a wide, wide audience. And don't get me wrong, they do it well. Like, I don't think many bands or groups have their craft as refined as ACDC does. But there's, for me, there's not a whole lot of like just substance or anything. Like, there's, with some artists, I like to have like some sort of emotion behind some of their songs. Like, I don't know, you can name literally any artist and have some story to them or whatever. I don't know like the backstory of all the ACDC songs or whatever, but. They all seem kind of just like, not plain, but like a lot of them just talk about like one dimensional women figures or whatever, like just kind of stuff like that. And um, yeah, no, no, I, I hear you. And it, it's interesting out of all of the, you know, late 70s through early 90s rock or any genre kind of around that mm-hmm. that you could have picked, that is probably one of the few groups that I can see your side a little easier on yeah because as um, i'm sure you can read i'm a huge fan of acdc a lot of their songs were some of the first songs i learned coming up learning different instruments um Mm -hmm. but i can from a different perspective definitely see how some of their stuff can sound similar and if you're not you know a real intuit fan and you don't know a lot of their catalog a lot of it can sound really similar and to me i think that determining like your perspective on that kind of comes down to understanding the time timing of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That is a big part of it too. I mean, like the eighties were a time of like, just like everyone was like, just jumping on all these trends of just like whatever sort of like production performances. It was about trying to just hit big stages and sell out arenas and everything like that. It was a time of just like, just pure decadence essentially. So, yeah, well, and you know, at, at this point in time, imagine 2022, it's April 2022. If somebody came out with a song and they used, they were in, you know, E or A, and they dropped one, four, five in any configuration, any rhythm with, you know, their type of production would not hit. Nobody would oh, no. be caught Absolutely off guard not. by it. But that's because 
they did it 40 years ago. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a very much like, it's not, dated is probably the wrong adjective, but it's very much like a product of the time. Like that was the production that, that worked and that worked yeah. for them. So I love that phrasing of a, a product of the time, mm-hmm. you know, it, even though a lot of those riffs were simpler, you know, that the, the rhythm, any component that you can put together to make a, you know, a musical sound, the rhythm of it, the melody of it, the complexity was very simple, but at that time, the production values added to that simplicity mm-hmm. were different enough to still be complex in the mind of the listener, you know, different in the mind yeah. of the listener. And I think that is probably what I cling to and why I like it was because I kind of approach it from that perspective. But I also can't knock you too heavy because I entirely could understand approaching a genre that maybe I don't have a nostalgic value to. Mm-hmm. And then even more so a band that I have no nostalgic value to and all that together. I mean, yeah, they're, they're playing, you know, E, e A and C together. Yeah. Just, you know. you know, all your basic, just guitar chord shapes and everything. There's actually one of my favorite things uh, about ACDC. There's, there was a, a DJ by the name of Paul Marshall who like does a, who DJs on a radio station, I think somewhere out West or something. He actually made a compilation on SoundCloud of every, like every single ACDC ending to every song or whatever that ends with like that one big power chord and just cuts off or whatever. (laughs) There are so (laughs) many songs on that. Like just, it's like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to go do this. And then he realizes, Oh my God, there are so many songs that end like the exact (laughs) same way. It's just big power chord hit and then just cut off or whatever. You guys know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just part of their shtick. And like I said, it, it works for them, but you know, I'm like, come on. For sure. Yeah. They're very much like the mold of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And right. Yeah. It Like I said, it works for them, but there's substance wise, there's there are other artists I would prefer to go with. But and again, I understand that people like it because it's just, oh, you know, you put it on the background. It's just fun. to like yeah. on a hangout or whatever or something like that. There's purpose to it, obviously. But yeah, your your pick definitely is a hard one for me because subjectively, I spite you for it, That's fair. and objectively, I understand and maybe don't want to admit it to the close people around me, but I can kind of identify with that perspective. It's yeah, the two it, sides of Chase Wilson. Yeah, it, there, there's plenty more than these two. These are just the ones talking right now. Yeah, you know? that's fair. Yeah. I don't know. I think I pretty much said everything. I will say one last thing, just fun fact. They were a part of the what what's called the satanic panic of the 1980s. Love it. Yeah, which is basically it's a uh, it was a time period where all these bands or whatever were described as like the older generation to be like you know wor- devil worship or stuff like that. Like there are all these like funny expansions on ACDC like Antichrist, Devil's Children, or some stupid crap like that. I'm like, I get it, but come on, man. Like, what actually does ACDC stand for? I don't think it actually technically is it like the electrical currents. So there, from my understanding, there are a bunch of different versions of the story via different roots of, you know, history. Depends on who you ask. Exactly. Um, the most common one that I have found is some version of the um, brothers that founded the band were either from an electrician, fan, their father was an electrician, one of them was an electrician, something like that, and, you know alternating current and direct current. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I, th- I think that at some point along the way, they 
I believe the story was that they were both like within that realm, that domain of work, you know, whether it was a family business or something. But they had one of them made a comment at some point about, oh, ACDC, that'd be a cool band name. Same thing that we do now as, yeah, you know, yeah. You know and uh, it, they just kind of used it and then it never changed as they went platinum, you know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But, but which yeah, I mean, it, something like that, it's simple, easy to remember. It looks really cool on a, you know, on a cover or something like why would you need to change it yeah right dude. You so know, p- picking a name like that dude especially as you get bigger like there are so many different criteria you got to meet it's got to be simple enough to remember but it's got to be different enough that it stands out yeah and that you remember you know? well and like vague enough that somebody asks questions like this about well, yeah, like, what does it mean yeah, yeah or exactly like, what is the connection yeah so and then every every word you know just in general language but specifically in regards to naming something has an essence to it has a, a feeling and an idea behind it so even if you have the coolest most kind of different but not too different thing ever if it doesn't just provide a feeling to the person that hears that name that you can draw an association to that name it, it doesn't really do anything for you you know what i mean so yeah it, it, it's always interesting for me to kind of think about the names of bands that have made it big and kind of put together those different variables. Well, that's a weird name. Why did that work? How did that work? You know what I mean? One of my favorite band names is a uh, real big fish and the real is spelled R E E L like they're reeling in the fish. It's so, it just, it's say, like even saying real big fish, it just makes me smile. It makes me happy inside. They're a, they're a Scott punk band from the mid late nineties. Scar, let's go. I'll yeah, right now. they got some fun stuff, man. I love that band. <laughs> That's so awesome. great. Real big fish. Oh yeah, dude, yeah. they're awesome. <laughs> I'm also biased because I did play in a Scott punk band for about a year and a half, so that is a bit biased. Yeah, it was fun though. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, hey Nate. Yeah. Who are you picking? Okay, so for context, uh, I have three answers to this, and I am through this. Next 30 seconds going to actually make my decision. So I've been considering Weezer. Mm. Um, okay, so here's a big reason. I uh, absolutely love their Blue Album. Yes. Phenomenal album. It's great. Every song's great. I love about five, four or five songs on the White Album that I think are just great. White Album's good. The rest of their catalog is hot garbage. I can't stand it. Um, another answer I might pick is Drake. Because I think he's the most overrated artist of all time, Honestly. and I don't understand how he's won as many awards as he has for being below average. I'm and frustrated that I didn't choose Drake. Now that you mention it, yeah, so that's he's fair. He's yeah. didn't he get his start on Nickelodeon? He was in Degrassi. Degrassi. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, he's hot. I'm sorry, I'm thinking Drake Bell. Yeah, not no, he's way better. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I could see him in a ska band. I found a way. I found a way. Yeah, way better than any Drake song ever. Yes. Honestly, yeah. Even uh, our version of it right there, the remix. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I truly just don't understand. I Every time he releases an album, I try. I try to just understand the people that go insane for it. And I listen to that album on repeat for a week. And at the end of that week, I'm always like, yep, I will never listen to this by choice ever again in my life. So you, this well, is just you listen, objectively bad. You listen to that album more than once yes. to decide that, yes, this sucks. For I, I have this desire to understand people that I just think are wrong. And okay. that is one of the, especially when it, com- that, yeah, especially when it comes to, to yeah. music, because that's the industry I work in. That's true. So it's like, 
okay, how on earth is this below average artist who has weird flows, just writes kind of catchy hooks that get really old really quick, um, and usually there's like a 15-second portion of the song that's just stupid catchy that goes viral on social media, which is why all of his music gets so many listens, and but the rest of it's just not good. Yeah, so you just answered yourself. It's marketing. Yeah. Exactly, right. Like, yeah. By the way, you, you just answered yourself in, in the end of your last sentence there. Yeah. It's because he knows the culture and he is so within the fabric of the culture that whether he is the one setting the trend or he's the one noticing the trend early on and then catching on to it, either way, he's always a beginning factor in the next trend. Yeah. And because I, as, as I made very clear, I'm not the biggest fan of Drake as far as an icon or something special. I don't musically. get it. I don't get it at all. I, I have, you know, read some articles and seen some videos of, you know, the production side of his stuff and just, you know, different context, the writing, all of it, which has made me understand a little better, you know, some of what goes into it. So I don't necessarily despise Drake by any means, but I do think he's overrated. But at the end of the day, it, I don't think that it's necessarily the song. I don't think it's the, the structure of the song. I don't think it's the production. Well, how great does this sound? Or I think exactly what it is, is that as a cultural statement in the time that he will put these songs out, yeah. it's the perfect time. Yeah. And everybody latches yeah. on to it. Yeah, that's exactly it. Everyone latches yeah. on to it, even though it's really not that good right. because it's the next thing, because it's straight. It started out as him being clever, and now it's just the name that right. carries it through. Right. And it's like, oh, because, what was it, two two years ago when he released an album the same weekend as Kanye? And mm. Kanye's album was objectively better in every way from a production standpoint and a lyrical standpoint. What album was that? Uh, that wasn't Donda. It was the one after Donda. Or, or no, was it Donda? It came out like it was past fall, G- so, the king one out. came out right before right jesus I, king yeah jesus is king came out came out and then donda came out at the same time as drake's i feel like donda's newer than yeah donda was last year yeah, yeah. okay so it was that right. and it was just like oh shoot that was donda too that how did kanye year. not yeah kanye and, and there's actually a lot of business reasons as to why is to the day that he released versus the day that Drake released and when billboard charts go out and all that. So there's a reason that Drake's numbers looked a lot better um, and were better from a a marketing standpoint and a release date standpoint, but it still blew my mind. I'm like, okay, Drake's album is hot garbage uh, and everyone's talking about how it's so incredible and Kanye's album, I don't even like Kanye. uh, Kanye's album is objectively just better and everyone's like, yeah, no, Drake definitely won this. And I'm like, first of all, it wasn't a battle. <laughs> like, and yeah. It was just they released music in the same week. Like, yeah, battle doesn't usually end with both parties just making a lot of money and not really losing any face. <laughs> yeah. Two yeah. winners. Yeah. I mean, it's, pu- yeah. it's publicity either way. And really, that's what the people eat up. It's like, yeah. it was a battle. Like, it was, there's no freaking battle. What are you on about? Which, isn't, which also, like, that concept isn't necessarily new. That's been happening in hip hop for oh, yeah. Yeah. ever. Yeah. But Dude, I, don't um, know. I hate Drake. But uh, the answer I'm actually picking after we've uh, talked about Drake for like five minutes. Yep. Um, I'm going with Beyonce. Um, Ooh, I'm intrigued okay. by this. I want to hear no, more. No, I, I can understand it. 
Uh, f- for a couple reasons. I'm going to start off by tell. I think I'm going to do this. I'm going to tell kinda, a story about when I'm I was kinda, five. No, I'm, I'm kind of... <laughs> <laughs> shut, shut up. You know, okay, so when Are I you? was in school, uh, I went to an audio engineering school, and we had uh, a big-time producer come in. I'm not going to name their producer. He has worked with... Um, with uh beyonce and her team of songwriters uh a lot um and one of the stories he told uh was about how she is um a genius when it comes to business but isn't the best musician um and the exact example that he gave was that uh if you look and this is true if you look at um her songwriting credits, she is usually on there as the primary owner of the royalty or the license or whatever, as she, as if she wrote the song with a couple co-writers. Mm-hmm. But if you actually sit in those rooms, it's the exact opposite. The writers in the rooms are doing all the work, and she might change one word here or there. Word for a third. Yep. And she gets... I like that. She gets all the credit. She gets like 90% of the license. And so then dumb. a group of 30 other songwriters are just like, yeah, pennies. But it's Beyonce. Also, <laughs> pennies on a Beyonce song yeah. oh, is yeah, not I, anything to scoff yeah, at. Yeah, I would love well, pennies off so of a Beyonce song. And but, I'm sure if you were to speak up and be frustrated about that, you just wouldn't be invited to the room. Yeah. yeah. But, th- but so, don't you think that that is, I feel like us being people who are, at least to some degree aware of how things kind of work within the yeah. music industry. I think that we have a little better idea, but I feel like the common person who doesn't have a, a bit of an inside view to it might not realize that that is like typical within the music industry. Do you oh, yeah. not well, think that that is, it is not to the, I, to the degree so, of Beyonce. So okay. here, here's the thing. Okay. Um, I would say most artists, it is very transparent where you can go look and see, okay, either they got all of their songs from a publishing catalog and aren't on the songwriting credits at all, or they wrote their music, or, you know, a lot of big artists right now, it is a combination, so more of a collaboration. You have John Bellion writing songs for Ed Sheeran and, and Justin Bieber, and Justin Bieber writing songs for Ed Sheeran, and Ed Sheeran writing songs for Justin Bieber, and, like, they all write songs for each other. They write a song, and they're like, ah, not for me. Let me send this to a, fu- a friend of mine. So... Yes, not every artist is singing a song that they wrote for themselves. Um, But it is starting to get to the point in popular music where it is far rarer to find an artist who literally writes none of their own music. Um, Uh, It's coming away from that. Yes. More artists are writing their stuff. Yes. Um, And I think that a large part of that is artists realize, oh, hey, I make a lot more money if I write the music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's just... That's just a, a truth. There's not a way around it because if you're not writing your own music, you're leaving way too much up to labels and your deal. And most artists are getting 360 deals um, until they're really freaking massive and have the ability and the leverage to negotiate. But they're writing their own music because if they are in that 360 deal and they're maybe, you know, getting. 20, say, say it's a good touring artist, gets a couple million plays, you know, a year or whatever. They're getting, you know, a couple, $20,000, $30,000 from the record deal. But they're getting a lot more money from 
all of their credits and all the songs they write for everyone else and all the songs they write for themselves. And um, So, as the music layman at the table, uh, what is a 360 deal? <laughs> um, no, fair, fair enough. Um, good, no, I understand. Uh in the simplest of terms that Some, I can think of right now, never sign. yes, it's Just basically never. a deal that you sign with the record label in order as a songwriter, as, or an, as, the artist, artist. as okay. an artist, as an artist wanting to you know go out and play shows, and when because when you're signing with a record label, you are signing a deal in the hopes that they do everything for you. Yeah, they they provide yeah. the studio time by giving you money and a budget. They provide the marketing, they the publicity, all they take care of all the publishing. They pretty much do everything. Yeah, and the idea is, well, yeah, they're going to keep some of the money from what the art that I've created in my property, but I'm going to make ten million dollars off of it, and I would have made zero dollars without their help. So yeah, that that's what it's the, artist a, it's the, it. the barrier to entry. Yeah, yeah well, absolutely. that's that's what yeah. the artist is thinking. But a real three hundred and sixty deal, that's not what's happening. You're signing a deal with a record label, and they're getting ninety nine percent of it, and it. and yeah, they own it. They own everything. You're basically screwed, and you will pretty much never make another penny. And if you leave the record label, gotcha. Okay, like it's three sixty deals. They are all very unique. They're all very different. It's dependent on the label and the artist. But basically, three sixty deal. It comes back to bite you in the ass. That's Okay. That's okay. <laughs> I don't know if you heard um, recently of Taylor Swift's big thing with Big Machine and all that crap. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I I read through it, but it was a little while ago. I don't. I can't say that I know for sure that it was a 360 deal. I want to say that it was, but regardless, it's that idea. Yeah. Ten years later, something that made hundreds of millions of dollars, you own none of it. Yeah. And now you have the capacity to own it and handle that side of the business. But you don't because when you were young and couldn't afford the better law, you were taken advantage of as a you were sixty year old. Of, okay, yeah, yeah. And, and it screws you out of the hundreds of millions in ten years and twenty years. Okay, yeah. Yeah. which is part of the reason that I think uh, I could be wrong about this, but I believe American Idol winners had a similar deal, and so which is why you really don't hear other than like a handful of them out of their tens of seasons that right. they've had so far. There's only like yeah. two or three of them that are really like household names. And they were from early seasons. Yeah, and, and one of them that win. I can think of didn't actually win. Yeah, yeah most didn't actually of them win, didn't win and didn't, didn't get locked into that 360, but used the show as um, kind of like a as a jumping much. board to be able to get publicity and get their name out yeah. there. And, and they then probably did sign else. a 360 deal somewhere else. Yeah, but it was they had more control. Yeah, because it wasn't the deal that was then presented to them. Yeah. Um, Are you thinking of Chris Daughtry? Uh, no, I was specifically was thinking of Kelly Clarkson and then Clay Aiken, who came in second, but ended up way better well, off than Kelly Ruben. Won. Kelly did win. Yeah, she, she won did the, win. She won the very first one. But as one. examples of like few people that oh, like, have actually won power. it. That, so oh, yeah. it's interesting that you just brought up the American Idol thing because within a week or two um, ago, me and my roommate were talking about that and the winners and what happened to the winners versus the people who didn't win but became uh-huh. big. And we kind of went through the list of all the seasons. I think they're on like 20 or 21 now. And we yeah, it's a long way away. made a, a list of who was a household name. And then we took those six or seven and divided them into the winners and then the people who didn't win but used that networking connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we determined that more of the people who didn't win became more successful than the winners that yep. everybody knows. Yeah. 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 Well, so in that, in that something is 
like I think that has a part of, to do with what Nathaniel was saying earlier about there being kind of that shift in the music industry now of people actually starting to write their own music again. Because I think with shows like that and seeing kind of the outcome of it, the layman is getting a better understanding and um, getting kind of a glimpse a little bit behind the curtain of what's going on with music, especially with like Taylor's thing. There was huge publicity over that um, and kind of what was going on there. Um, and even just with the way that streaming works now and actually looking up, you know, people are paying more attention to yeah. the music that they're listening to. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, even seeing that like, oh, this person didn't write any of this music is still something that people notice. Whereas if you were to look at like the late 90s or the early 2000s, that might not necessarily be something that, that you saw with like the Britney Spearses and the NSYNCs and, mm-hmm. you know, the Backstreet Boys, which <laughs> I have no idea how much they wrote of their own. I have a full-hearted belief that Britney did not write any of those songs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know about the Backstreet Boys or NSYNC. I would just, they're that same generation and I would characterize them together. For sure. But, but your point, like I I love that point. I'll stand by that point. That idea of it's putting light on a situation that probably should have some light put on it. How many 12, 13 and 14 year olds were scrolling through Facebook and saw an article about Taylor's ordeal with big machine and obviously probably couldn't grasp some of the legal terminology or, you know, couldn't really put their head around the whole idea, but have that now in their head, probably in their subconscious for in the future. Well, Hey, she signed a contract when she was a kid that she couldn't fully understand. And it kind of screwed her out of a lot of what she should have had. So how many artists in for, from the future, how many future artists did that save from losing what should be theirs for their art? You know, yeah, which is definitely just, finding the light in a horrible thing that should have never happened. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not a yeah. validation for it, but that is a point to make. How yeah. many people did that save from falling in that same yeah. trap? Learn from you my know? mistakes so you don't have to make the yeah. same one. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I think it's also interesting with the kind of progression of, you know, the, uh, applications like SoundCloud or how actually relatively easy it is to put stuff up on Spotify. I mean, we do it every week. Yeah. Um, it's, and it's very I realize making money off it is a different <laughs> thing, but actually oh, yeah. getting getting your name out there and showing that, you know, you're not necessarily reliant on some music scout coming to the local singing competition anymore, you know? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Making music is easier than ever. You don't need to go to a major studio. Um, So making music is easier than ever. Publishing, licensing, and distributing music is easier than it has ever been. More easy than ever than making music is easier than ever. Yeah. And yeah. it's getting easier every single year. So there's and more that's crap in the pool. Yeah, there's more crap in the pool, but there's also more hidden gems. There's a yeah. lot of really good music from small artists out there that you can find. I have, over probably the last two years of my life, found myself listening to artists who have less than 30,000 monthly listeners, you know, way more frequently than, you know, artists who have 500,000 or a million monthly listeners. And it's, and it's really easy depending on, you know, kind of what the music is or whatever for it to go viral. Like we were talking about, you know, taking certain clips of it, you know, you see a TikTok and you're like, oh, what is, you know, what song is this that this new trend is from? Oh, you go look at it and it's from, you know, some, you know, guy that's probably not necessarily getting credit for all the 15 seconds of time that he's being played. It's really cool too, because there's a, there's a guy I follow on Instagram who does like uh, lo-fi beats and guitar riffs and stuff. And he's like, hey, you know, duet me. Basically do 
add to it. And he did a video, I, I saw it this morning, and he was like, yeah, like this rapper Russ, I don't know if you guys know who Russ is, um, has some pretty decent music. Not Recognize the name, great, couldn't say nothing a song. Nothing bad. Um, but it's my, it's my the dude name. DM'd him and said, dude, That's I fine. love that guitar riff, I'm going to use it. And now he has a credit on a song on a much bigger artist, and that's a lot of exposure for him. Yeah. So that, that, like that's that phrase that took me ten years to become an overnight sensation. And yeah. the internet that was always true before the internet. The internet has exponentialized how quickly that changes. And oh, how yeah. frequently it happens. Dude, because people people, blow up out of people yeah, people TikTok. blow up for what yeah. TikTok, Literally. Instagram reels. I mean, even or, YouTube itself. Like Justin yeah. Bieber was discovered off YouTube. I realized he probably yeah. Yeah, when he was the like eleven. Incarnation signed. of that, right, exactly. Um, yeah. A social well, media even, blowing up someone's career. So uh, Sean Mendez was on uh, what's it Vine, um, oh, and that's oh, how really? he got. Yeah, that's how he Bo got Burnham discovered. Is another guy like that who just had a YouTube channel and would put out parody songs and things like that, random things that he wrote in his bedroom, and then Turned now he has two show. Netflix specials. Yeah, yeah. And, and now within his discipline of. of comedy and even more directly that uh musical comedy yeah he's regarded as one of the best he's you know one of the most cutting edge within that yeah and it started with him being a teenager goofing around with whatever cheap equipment from you know x random you know big name store that he got for 50 dollars, and now he's gonna live comfortably forever yeah because he took the time to take that risk yeah yeah you know what i've realized too i there's a reason I think I actually enjoy watching like uh, Instagram reels and TikToks that are about musicians doing stuff and blowing up. It's because they have actual talent and you yes. see it because they don't have the resources to fake it, most of them. And as opposed to a lot of artists like Beyonce, um, who is <laughs> a result Smooth. of... Like, Beyonce is literally a result of the industry. Like, she is essentially, if you think of, like, media-trained personalities, people that literally speak and say the exact right word and do everything the way they were trained. No, she's basically a musical politician. Yeah, Beyonce's entire career is that. Her music is exactly what is relevant in the pop industry or R&B industry. The way she acts, the way she dresses, the way she looks, all of that, it's just, it is our culture, our pop culture, which is depressing and not good. And there is no, she is not a, she's never been the best female vocalist, uh, even though all of her fans will say she's the best female vocalist alive. No, she's not. Uh -uh. There's a lot better. Adele's better. She's standard for great female vocalists, but there's a bunch of them within that. that I wouldn't even say she's standard for great. I'd say she's below average. If you can, like if you were to say great female vocalists that are successful right now, I would say if you gave me a list of 150, I guarantee you she's not on the list. That's a big list. That's she the is strongest opinion I've ever heard in my life. She is Have not. You met him? She is good. Yeah, he lifts. But she is yeah. not. <laughs> Shut up. Um, she is a good average vocalist. Um, there are so many better vocalists. She's almost like she, the her female lyrics, Drake. <laughs> she is. She is the female Drake. I don't think I've ever heard a better. Uh, comparison for Beyonce. Beyonce is the female Drake. Yeah, you got Drake and Queen B. I will say I will not. Both ag- overrated. I will not agree with your 
your claim that she is not on the list of top 150 popular, like modern popular female vocalists, but I will digress. Uh, okay. off so of if that you're hill. going to stick or stick to like industry or like a uh, genre specific, I, I would agree. Like pop R and B, I would agree with you. Okay. She is in that. But if you talk about just um, successful all genres included female vocalists, that she's a not, little more fair. Yeah, she's not okay in the top 150. Word. Okay. Um, cool. And I would even say keep that to like country, pop, R and B, like the bigger genres. Like we can exclude kind of some of the more exotic genres. Scary. Are you um, calling metal music exotic? Though? Well, not necessarily metal, but even like... Well, uh, it's a very different vocal, and I don't think you oh, can fair. compare a metal vocalist style to... They do have like, clean vocals, but I understand what you're going for. And I, n- hmm, this is going to come across as offensive to metal heads. Hi. Um, their ready. clean vocals are just not as good. It, that's just... I'm sorry. They specialize On in average. screaming. Not all I'm of sure them there do. are specific they instances specialize that you in point screaming. To. Modern... They're clean regular singing voices are not great on my way home i'm going to do 110 down i40 crying to mr highways thinking about the end by a day to remember because yeah <laughs> no okay a day to remember it but it's not female necessarily but it's true um but, but it really is a vocalist that are good yeah but so i was thinking more of Haley williams from paramore Word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is Ooh. an amazing she, yeah, vocalist, but doesn't necessarily fit into the genre of. Yeah. And there are some songs that I think would kind of fit into that, you know, more. Is Paramore? I'm probably using the wrong what word here, but Paramore melodic, like the kind of softer, oh, like yeah. melodic, uh, yeah, the role, yeah. melodic, yeah. absolutely. Cor- I know what you're saying. Not, not yeah. as chord, like alternative post chord, yeah, and not as not as heavy, I guess. Um, work. There's so many genres, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, well, and that's part of it. But that's but that's also part of it is yeah. that if you look at all genres, and we're also only talking about the English language here. Yeah. If you were truly to open it up to like different languages and things like that, oh yeah. Like there's even there's a ton of Japanese and Korean. Oh yeah. Bands that are phenomenal vocalists. Dude. Um, oh, who, we uh. What is that band name? Um, I listen to that song all the time. Um. It's the second opening for Jobless Reincarnation. She is a phenomenal vocalist. I'm going to look it up. If While y'all are looking, I will make uh, my claim that, yeah, if we're opening this up to way more international, way more outside of the box of like the media and the art that Americans are yeah. susceptible to, oh, yeah, I, I have no problem saying Beyonce's not on that list yeah. at all. I would say like oh, even no. if we do yeah. keep it American and just open up to more genres, I don't think she's like just – if I can – Honestly, if we just include country into that, <laughs> I'm done with that. I, I think I, I will say my final argument on your your final pick, my like the big hill that I will die on is the fact that you pick Beyonce over Drake. Really? I mean, okay. Dra- Look, Drake I, is better I, entitled to his BS. I, I agree fan base. with you. I think Drake is more overrated. Okay. I am not picking Drake because I don't want your pity vote. Ooh. Wow. wow. I want to do he my best. To fight for the point. I want to fight for the point. Wow. I don't want a vote just because I we I like I knew you were gonna agree with me. You're letting Drake win because of me? No, oh no, I am agreeing with you. Drake <laughs> is the most overrated artist okay. on the planet right. Earth. You know, I'll stand by your principle. I like okay. that. Okay. I Fair like enough. that. Absolutely. For objectivity, I'm down with that final answer. Cool. Okay. So 
I have found it. Uh, the song in question was uh, Shout Like Flames. Okay. Or, uh, the lead singer, her stage name is Minda Wren. Um, cool. Sounds cool. I, I'm, I'll try and pronounce her name. <laughs> um, We're very sorry to all our... Uh, our international. Our cool. international viewers who are about to hear this. Uh, first name, Nacha. Okay. Last name... Ponksupani. Ponksupani. I don't, I okay. don't know. Uh, okay. She's a... That's good. Hey, you gave it a good try. Yeah. Thai YouTuber in the try. genre of J-pop. Okay. Um, nice. But that is a fantastic yeah. song and a beautiful vocalist. You ever listen to Celtic vocalists? Oh, my gosh. All the time. What do you think I sleep to? <laughs> <laughs> that is probably my favorite genre i can't honestly can't name any names um but i just love the sound of they, they every celtic female vocalist is a better vocalist than beyonce <laughs> every Naturally. single one of them they as all have you beautiful every, voices as soon as you said every i knew exactly how that sentence was gonna like start be a just middle a wall, thing just in like, it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yep, yeah i know where this is going yeah, no, I get it though. I'm cool with it. I, I can't be mad yep. at you. Yep. Okay, one last thing I want to say before we move on to one of you guys. Um, for those uh, of our audience that still didn't get a good grasp of uh, what a 360 deal is, um, 36 or 30 seconds to Mars has a documentary <laughs> called Artifact, and they actually explain 360 deals very well. So if you are interested, go watch that. Why documentary. is it called a 360 deal? Or is that because they in take the documentary? everything? Because yeah. they own you 360 <laughs> days of the year. Because uh, it comes back to bite you in the ass. It comes back ar- around. It comes oh, back around. full circle, 360 yeah. degrees. Yeah. You don't even get gotcha. those five days back at the end of the year after the 360. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're <laughs> they recouping. Those they're recouping yeah. those five days on the <laughs> yeah. next. Year. Don't even get me started on leap years. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh gosh. Um, I have to I, rewrite the contract so it's a 361. Yeah. <laughs> As far as um, my input for the most overrated artist, I feel like it's probably going to be the most controversial. So I, I want to discuss yours before I go into mine because I feel okay. like we're going to get gonna, into we're, it. We're going to end on the spicy okay. one. We're, okay. Yeah, we're, we're okay. going to get into it, buddy. Right. Well, so we haven't yet announced what Chase's was, but have any of your artists won a Nobel Prize? No. God, no. I don't think so. No. Oh, wow. I Bob, picked three artists. Bob wow. Dylan has. Wow. Bob Dylan has. Oh, my God. He won, in 2016, he won a Nobel Prize for literature. Mm-hmm. Um, and he himself was surprised to be nominated. I thought and it was deserving. Won. Why does that make him overrated, though? So, I, don't think I he... think it's it, it's an appraisal of where his rating is at. What makes him overrated is that I don't necessarily think that his... I've already established myself that I'm kind of a layman when it comes to music, but I am i don't think his music is that good. Um, a majority of his songs that he wrote and performed himself were then actually made popular by other artists. That is true. That is, you're, you're not wrong. That just means that, like... it. That means perhaps it took a different artist to present it in a different way that made it more accessible to a wider audience i mean i mean like his like if you actually like break down some of his songs like they are very well crafted like the lyrics are very deep and have meaning to them and everything like that Uh, some of them some of them do some of them yeah i i studied we did a like a week or two studies on bob dylan in a in a class that i took in college it was called the 
what is it? History of American pop music or something. And we studied Bob Dylan for like two or three classes, but so, which again is an appraisal of his writing. Um, there is a uh, kind of it's one of the lost tapes from John Lennon, um, where he basically just plays two chords. Yeah, if you were talking about ACDC songs sounding similar because they just have two or three chords that they play the entire time and then talk about stuff on top of it. He did, he literally read a page from the newspaper, John Lennon did. He read a page from the newspaper and played like two different notes for like 10 minutes and just read the newspaper in a nasally voice and it sounded exactly like a Bob Dylan song. Okay, that I can that I can understand. So if you want to talk about him maybe being a, a lyricist, then that's one thing. But as far as a musician, I don't necessarily think he's anything special. I, I So I agree with that. I think he has one of the most overrated... Like People talk about him like he's this pinnacle of being a songwriter. Um, and I think a lot of that is because of the couple songs that are lyrically written well or structurally sound. Um I, so I wrote a paper on uh, Masters of War. Um, I don't think I've in actually college. Heard that. Do you remember this? So we were in at the beach, and I'm going to be completely honest. If we were at the beach, I do not remember anything. <laughs> okay, we were at Clearwater. We were at Clearwater Beach, and uh, it was late at night. It was maybe 10:30 when we left the beach. Three-hour drive um, back to where I was, and. Uh, so we were driving, and I remembered I had uh, an essay due. Uh, I didn't have my laptop charger, and it was dead. I didn't have anything. So I hopped in the back seat, made someone else drive, and I'm typing up an essay. On your phone. On, on this, on my phone. How did you get your degree? Yeah, uh, yeah it was. Hey, there yes. were a couple moments. Um, the professor needs to be fired. Yeah. And, <laughs> hey, boring. I got it submitted at like 11:45. It was fine. I got a solid B plus. Was it formatted for commitment and not quality? Good for them. Oh uh, uh, no, we ended up. So I typed it up on my phone because um, I had done research and like and kept the research in my notes tab on my phone. Okay. And then I like airdropped it to maybe Ryan's laptop or something and like reformatted it and then just saved it as a zip file, sent it back to my phone and submitted it. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah, it was a long, weird, complicated thing. Um, but anyways, uh, I do think he's extremely overrated as a musician. I'll, like from a musical standpoint, he is not really that good a vocalist. Um, there is nothing special with what he does with his voice. He has a very unique timbre, um, oh, and yeah. a very, just a very, uh, easily identifiable voice, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a lot of, and especially at the time it was so unique and different than everything else that people latched onto it really yeah. quickly, which is important. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. But I agree, like from a musical, like standpoint there was nothing really that special about what he did no well in rolling stones really liked him and they wrote about him all the time and that's the reason it was kind of like it was kind of like drake before drake drake was a thing yeah um and have you guys seen him in uh the we are the world video nope he literally is standing there in the choir not singing looking like he's just completely lost like doesn't understand why he's there. How have you not the seen that, Kyle? Stoned. I haven't. Um, I I will say so. I uh, at the end of one of my classes, I can't can't remember what it was uh, when I was at MTSU, Middle Tennessee State. Um, Heyo, heck yeah. 
I, uh, it was toward the end of my major, so I was just taking like the more fun, cool classes, but still applicable. Couldn't tell you what the class was, um, but essentially I had to end my semester with an essay, a whole research thing that took a long time, um, about the concept of artistry within a time period and kind of comparing if this art came out at this time, what would it have done relative to, in comparison to what it did at its time? Yeah. And, you know, it, it was basically making opinions, but factoring them over different times and arguing yourself a little That's bit. That's actually kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, I like was, that idea. It, dude, it was, it was a pretty neat essay. Like, I, I kind of got into it, and it, was a, it wasn't a super long one. It was kind of shorter, medium length, probably 10, 15 pages. So I had yeah. to do some research and have some ideas. That's a like, long essay. Dude, no, that's no, that's a paper. <laughs> by the end of my graduation, I was writing like 30, 40 page things Dude, in like. I think the longest one I wrote was like five. My final paper was <laughs> one hundred and twenty pages long. I wrote a fifteen page paper about a movie um, called The Pianist, um, or it might have been The Piano Teacher. I'm not sure. I only Pianist. watched it once. The first half of it was explaining how I knew that I needed to watch it again to write this paper, <laughs> but I hated it so much, I could not sit down to watch it a second time. A plus. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So in like researching, really, this kind of applies really heavy. I guess I got lucky that I had to you know, write this thing. Yeah. Um, in regards to Bob Dylan, and in regards to what we're talking about, we have to keep in mind the conversation we're having. We are having the, the you know, dialogue of, overratedness not better or worse yeah. right like th those are two completely different lists if yeah. i if i was told to make a list of the top 200 like best or worst artists in whatever context or the top you know 100 overrated they might be a hundred different people right yeah and so with bob dylan for me it's if we're talking about best technical skill you know music quality any of yeah. that thing oh yeah absolutely I, I don't i don't really think he's on any of those lists you nope. know no nope. but but i think it comes, same with johnny cash i would agree with that one i love johnny cash and i will stay say oh that. yeah i love johnny cash too but, but he by overratedness yeah. yeah what did he do that was that much different yeah um, he, he's a, he's a result of the time period in which he releases music, and that's that's the whole entire foundation of of Bob Dylan's thing. Yep. You know, it at the you have to think about the cultural context of what was happening, the the wars, the social movements between generations, like what was happening in people's conversations on the day that this song by Bob Dylan came out, and the next one, mm -hmm. they were talking about things and experiencing things that he was speaking about in a way that hadn't been done quite that in the way that he did it before. So was it the greatest ever or that has been done? No, but it was, was it the most specific to that time and the most in tune with what was happening to real people applicably? Yes. And I think that is why he is so renowned. I would also say that he isn't the only one that was writing songs about the time during all those movements and all those wars and everything. But the style of music that he was writing them in was the easiest for people to connect with. It was his musical style, while not being all that impressive, probably lent more to the reason his songs had so much success. Yeah. They weren't musically complicated. They weren't overcomplicated for a non-music, you know, non-musical person. Or, mm -hmm. or at that time, not not everyone listened to music all the time. Like everyone nowadays has a cell phone and can just pull up Spotify or Apple Music and listen to music, pop in their AirPods and listen to music all day long. Music wasn't that easy to listen to back then. And so 
some people that just weren't musical people didn't really listen to music all that long. So then they would listen to music and it, you know, analyzing music is a skill. Oh yeah. And to properly yeah. understand music and analyze music, you have to work at that either by just listening to large amounts of music or just having a very diverse, you know, listening palette. His music was extremely easy to digest at the time. So there was nothing too complicated around the lyrics. It w- the songs were about the lyrics. It wasn't this guitar riff that then kind of covered up the lyrics from another artist that might have been saying the exact same thing. It might have been saying it lyrically even better, but it wasn't about the lyrics. It was about the guitar riff followed by yeah. the drum solo, followed by the really loud you know, speakers, and Bob Dylan was him singing in his guitar. The and solo- a harmonica. An occasional harmonica. harmonica. The soul of his songs were the lyrics. The, the lyrics are thoughtful enough that the intele- intellectual in wherever in California or New York or you know whatever smart places exist could yeah. understand it and identify. And then the dude throwing the corn seeds down in Kansas could also understand and identify with it and yep. like it equally as much. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, and another thing, which I think it. This only might come into factor in retrospect when having this conversation. Obviously, it didn't matter at the time, but we have to consider how many people were influenced by him. I think, obviously, every artist has an, inf- an influence, and different artists have the same, and we can have this conversation for the next 15 years sitting yep. at, this, at yeah. this table right now. Oh, yeah. But I think, at least within my you know catalog of you know artists that I know and know well enough to know a lot of their lyrics, I hear a lot more of Bob Dylan in a lot of more modern than he is artists that I know over a broader, you know, range of genres. You know, I I can, I know certain examples of rock artists that I really love and then country artists that I really love that are all using either melodic ideas that I know for a fact came straight from this part of uh, uh, Dylan's song or a lyrical idea that came from one of his songs. So, you know, uh, while I said it's a retrospective thing, I know a lot of my heroes use directly pulled from Bob Dylan's songs, you know? So that even makes me more inclined to rate him higher because of the people who I think are the best that ever did it, learned from him and took inspiration from him. And a lot of them did it. Well, even if I don't get it now because of my time and context in the world and society, they got it and there must have been a reason they all got it because they all did it, you know? Yeah. And it's, I don't know, that not a solidifying point, but just something to think about, at least for me, yep. you know, in this conversation. Which is why I would say he probably, I mean, the dude won a Nobel Prize for Whatever reasons reason. that are <laughs> beyond me. You guys might be able to justify that and understand it, and it sounds like you just have. I would agree that he is a unique lyricist that was beyond his time because you had, if you look at like the beach boys, they're great catchy songs, but there's not a ton of like substance in their music and they were coming out kind of around the same time. Um, you know, so they're, yeah. And I mean, even the Beatles are, there's more thought than there is necessarily with the beach boys, but it's not as in depth, I guess, or as specific. Depends Uh, on the song. It does. It does. It the does. Beatles also just have such a massive catalog yeah. Yeah. that is full of such high highs and such low lows. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and they I mean, there's a lot you know, a number of other kind of artists that came out at that time that didn't necessarily have the, I guess, depth 
that Bob Dylan did. However, we're talking about him as a musician, and that is, I truly struggle to listen to anything that Bob Dylan actually performed himself. Mm. Um, All right. Yeah, that might just be a taste thing. However, I don't think I'm alone based on the number of people that truly just kind of made fun of him. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Simon and Garfunkel are an example of that. They have an entire song that is made to make fun of Bob Dylan. Yeah, I mean, I I would say that's just a taste thing because you can deny and make fun of artists all... I mean, every artist in the world gets made fun of. Nickelback. Um, (laughs) Green Day. Uh, Creed, uh, but those are all important artists. That you hurt my feelings yeah, there. I'm, you really no, hurt my feelings. I there, don't dog. care. Um, <laughs> I know all you, of those I artists. Know, I know you don't. Play. Had a large impact on the industry. Whether or not you like their music, they were all really fun to make fun of, and they all had a large, mostly positive impact on the industry. So I, I would agree that yes, a lot of people like to make fun of Bob Dylan. I personally enjoy a lot of his music. I've listened to. I think he's I, right. I, he's not I like Bob Dylan. I also think he has had such a positive impact on the industry that I could personally never say he was overrated because of that impact. Yeah. Which is why I'm very interested to hear Chase Wilson's argument for his artist because I feel very much a very similar way because he left also a very large impact on the music industry. Who'd you pick, buddy? Man... To pretense this a bit, I wanted to approach this idea from a more objective perspective. I didn't want to sit down to talk about this and just say a band that was really popular, but that I didn't like. Mm -hmm. You know, I I wanted to make sure that I took the time to come out of my own ego and, and perspective and who I like and really think about over all the artists who did what versus and you know compared to how much people like them right Mm -hmm. so i tried to remain objective but i think that there are two maybe three people slash bands that have ever been almost deified by the public their their fans looked at them as more than human beyond just what a lot of celebrities are that happens a lot with within you know the celebrity realm but people passing out fainting at concerts standing out out front of a, of a show for a week before <laughs> i think that the beatles maybe elvis and michael jackson are the three maybe uh, elvis the three i could add beyonce to that list yeah i would honestly drake. i would honestly <laughs> add drake to that list the, the, I, I, so i think every generation has one i think you're ooh, right about that i true. think i think the beatles were really the first to be almost deified um yeah and and then i think you're right i think michael jackson was and i agree elvis presley was um well well real quick before we dive off too heavy i want to make clear michael jackson is my pick yeah for sure <laughs> um in my opinion before we talk a little bit more about it i'm not sure of elvis i kind I of thought he, about it i think he might have been i think he was I, you could um, see either i mean or. he changed culture For more sure. so than he changed the music industry and he did change the music industry right. but he had a larger impact on culture than he did anything else which is why i think he would be right um, he literally changed the way people behaved outside of just the way they listen to music but right. l- the way that they chose to live their lives right 
it, uh, okay, so I think it's almost more cultish than everyone else. Word, word. Okay, I get that. And, and so then a, a parallel idea, not the exact same though, with the Beatles. Even though, like, I, I, musically, I'm not the biggest Beatles fan. You know, there's a handful of songs I love, a bunch of songs I don't really know, and then a handful that I'm like, why did they ever make that? Why does anybody ever listen to it? Rocky Raccoon. You know, yeah. Went she loves me, yeah, room. yeah. What the hell are they saying, you know? But at the end of the day, the Beatles working with, you know, Les Paul's eight-track recording thing, like, they, they completely changed the whole dynamic by which music was made. Like, mm -hmm. not only... I mean, the Beach Boys and the Beatles kind of got that technology at the same time, mm -hmm. and the Beatles just absolutely pulled it off infinitely better than the Beach Boys did, yep. you know? And at the end of the day, they, whether you like the Beatles' music, whether you're going to get in your car and put them on first, sh objectively shouldn't matter because they were the preset they were the foundation for how every artist since them has approached recording a song oh yeah you know yep. even even artists modern artists that have never even heard a beatles song somehow they were born under a rock woke up today and walked into a recording studio they're the process by which they are recorded and the process by which their artists captured was really influenced by the beatles yep. so for that reason i say yeah, the Beatles maybe, I don't want to say should have been deified because that may, morally might not be correct, but like you, I see why that exactly. happened. Exactly, yep. yeah. What did Michael Jackson do differently in any facet, any domain that nobody else did to put him in that tier of three to five people ever that are in that top domain? So here's Music videos. Well, so yeah, there's a couple things. I guess just I think, raw performance too. Like dude could actually perform and like yeah. put on a show. So his live show. His live show yeah. was probably it was revolutionary for how entertaining it was. He was he literally invented most of the dance moves you see today. Not moonwalking. Let's no, he didn't, clear. but he, he I would I would it. argue I did not he, know that. I would argue I learned he something today. He invented the gritty. Did he actually? Do we there is do a what? video of him doing it. And it is really weird because um, well, I, mean, I uh, how did it like be a thing and he do it and then like 30 something for 40 something years later. Yeah. Like 22 years after he's died or however, 20 years, however long like ago it was. 13 years. I mean, I was in elementary 13, school 12. when he died. That's 2009. I thought I was in elementary school when he died. I was like fourth or fifth grade. Because I remember being in the cafeteria and everyone was like, Michael Jackson died. Your last name's Jackson. I was like, yeah, wh what? what? <laughs> I'm not related to Michael I was like, Jackson. I, I, yeah. He, yeah, it's my grandpa. not like he's my cousin. Like, what? <laughs> Can I get out of class? A couple yeah. times removed, but... Uh... Are you trying it, to find the video of him it doing It was June, yeah. June 25th of 2009 when Michael Jackson died. Yeah. So, like... So I, was about I, to be I think I th I would say his his live performances were a big reason. Um, I think they were revolutionary. The way that he moved and all that was just something that hadn't really been seen yet um, <laughs> on that big of a stage. Yeah, too, especially. Like, um, I would say his voice was really good. He was vocally talented, oh, and yeah. so the and the ability. I think people were bewildered at the amount of energy he was able to have and still sing the way he was able to sing, yeah. because. I get out of breath sprinting up three flights of stairs once and he's over here pulling dance moves that are way harder than that and still singing yeah like a madman did he always 
sing live? Like there was no ever even thought of him lip syncing? Uh, I don't really. Think to my knowledge, I don't think I he mean, ever did. The majority of his career, I don't really think lip syncing was a thing yet. I was okay. about to say, did they even have that when he was starting, like the seventies, when he was a I child mean, with maybe, the Jackson Five? They did for yeah. music. Well, they did for music videos in the eighties because I sure. know there's but, a yeah, but music live. Live, oh, live okay. is very different. It's a oh very, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I I don't. Maybe towards the end of his career, because um, okay. you know that was definitely a thing in the early two thousands. Yeah, but. I don't think it was the majority of the I 80s think that was 90s. all him. I think the reason that my locked-in choice of Michael Jackson is, is a difficult one to kind of approach is because it, it kind of depends on your perception or wh- whether it's an understanding or perception, which uh, however you want to go about saying it, of how people saw him, right? Yeah. Like my memory, I mean, I, 2009, I was either 11 or 12 in 2009, right? So I was about to be 12 when he died. Right, so I don't have a great memory yeah. of his career at all. I mean, I was a child. If I was even born, the last time he had something huge happen, and even through my life until he was gone, I didn't wasn't there enough to you know internalize much of that memory. So I'm only working on what I've picked up on since then. Mm-hmm. But to my understanding, like I just feel like he was put on a pedestal within the minds of his fans beyond within a couple that we've said yeah. anybody else and while i'm not negating that he is one of the greatest not only musicians but just artistic people that has ever yeah. lived oh, I, yeah. I mean i'll stand yeah. i'll die on that but i don't see i feel like i could name 20 other people that were of his same skill level yeah. and did things and changed art to about the same degree that are not in any way deified. They're famous, but not deified and fainted over in public, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, I it's crazy, video. too, because, <laughs> you know, famous. earlier we were talking about being a result of the time that you're in. Yeah. Michael Jackson now wouldn't be anything. Oh, um, heck no. And part of that is, even if he did get off to a good start in his career and was making music and people were going to his shows, if any of the controversies that surrounded him throughout his careers happened today oh he'd be canceled he'd be canceled and never play a show again oh yeah 100 um, yeah. and it, it wouldn't have mattered how talented he was um i mean look at uh johnny depp right now like the allegations towards him were never proven he lost pretty much everything and now he is in court and i don't know if you guys have been seeing like all the court oh, videos yeah. and a, everything a little bit yeah here and, and there. it's just like it's depressing for him dude i feel so bad for him and he was canceled and it's like there was, like he didn't, as far as we know, he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. Right. Yeah. Nothing's been proven. Right. Right. Um. And so, I I think, and you know, I I can't speak to the early two thousands and all the time periods when all that was going down with him because I was again in elementary school. Um. So I don't have a good understanding of how culturally the majority of people really reacted to that because I was too young to understand. Right. But people still listen to his music. And now, you know, 20 years later, people still look at him as one of the greatest ever. So he obviously, I agree with you, he is one of those people that was um, considered the pinnacle. Like he is one of the five most influential musicians of all time. Um but I also feel like he had a massive impact on the industry and had a yeah. massive lingering effect on the industry. 
I mean, dude, boy bands wouldn't have been a thing without him. He basically invented... Eh, I don't know. Motown happened. He was a big part of it, but I mean... I think boy bands to the extent that we saw with the the combination of of singing, but also the like synchronized dancing. Okay. The chore- I like think, the choreography. Yeah, the choreography. That's... I think that version of How boy bands that we saw okay. yeah. wouldn't have been a thing without Michael Jackson. Well, and I think that popular, like, I mean, he's called the king of pop. Mm-hmm. And it's because I think he popularized that style of performance really yeah uh, of performance so it's not necessarily even boy bands but like just i mean even like justin bieber shows draw heavily on um, you you watch you know chris brown you you can see and i don't even i have no clue if chris brown ever watched a video of michael jackson at all but just true did Um, it's michael jackson as well okay i'm just playing devil's advocate here Devicle's advocate. <laughs> I'm playing devil's advocate here, but what part of the body is that? <laughs> Devicle. <laughs> wow. I think it's in the foot. We should ask Devin. <laughs> Clearly, that that has impacted artists. You know, yeah. say mm-hmm. I guess um, I'm a- almost given the opposite argument of what I said about Bob Dylan. You know, I went to the well. You can see how it influenced artists since then that have changed the world yeah. that you might actually like. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's kind of the point of this conversation is to just point out yeah. the thoughts and, to have. Yeah. And realistically, I think. You know, Kyle and I's artists are a lot uh, more recent than y'all's artists, um, and I think in ten years, DC came before Michael Jackson. Yes, but no, they didn't. No, they didn't. No, yeah, yeah, they did. They were around in the seventies, dude. They were Michael Jackson. Oh, you're Michael right, Jackson sorry, you're started right. his solo he career was... in seventy one. Really? Yes. Was it that I early? just looked it up. Oh my god. Okay, never mind. I stand corrected. And that's not counting the Jackson Five. That's true. Okay. Um, I stand corrected. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh. What a mature way to accept that. No, it's. I wish I was that. Anyway, I think you are now. We are starting to enter into this phase where we are seeing, you know, the impact ACDC's had, and we are. We have yet to see, really, like obviously, you can see artists now. um, I gotta keep remembering. I picked Beyonce and not Drake. Um, (laughs) Emulate. I mean, same either thing. way, <laughs> they're the same thing. Um, <laughs> we are seeing now people kind of emulate a lot of their style um, and trying to kind of copy what they do, do socially, what they, how they dress, how they act. Um, so I think, and, and we're going to in the next 10, 20 years, really see the impact that they had. Um, so I think you're right. Uh, any major artist that we would be talking about in this conversation is going to have that impact to some extent. But I think the difference is the extent to which we see it. Because I don't think Drake's going to leave as big an impact as Bob Dylan or Michael Jackson. I just don't. I I hope. I For Fingers sure. crossed. Finger, yeah, I was going to say fingers crossed. <laughs> he doesn't leave that Dear big God. of an impact. If he does, yeah. I'm sorry to all the music listeners of the future. I know what, I no longer want to live on this planet anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this I is a this has been a good it. episode. Yeah, uh, let's go ahead. Is there any closing arguments? No, I know Josh wants to make some, but because we're none of us are gonna pick Bob Dylan. But my final thing is uh, any artist that is alive that we've spoken about. If uh, you're listening to this five years from now and want to work with me, don't take anything I said to heart because I didn't mean it, and I will <laughs> feature on your track. Just Absolutely agreed. Retweet. Um, <laughs> Uh, are we gonna like rename retweets remusks? I think we should. Um, 
because Elon Musk just Josh looks Twitter. really confused. Yeah, Elon, Elon Musk, Musk just bought just Twitter, bought Twitter. For like forty-four billion. I don't know. Some, a, a large sum of money. an ungodly amount of money. So that I think we should rename. He can finally cancel Remusks. that guy's account that's been uh, putting out his airline details. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. He's been. <laughs> that poor guy's gonna lose an internship. Rip. All right. Well. Uh, Ooh. Uh, I really don't know who I want to award a point to. I'm gonna award a point. I just have to pick. I, well, I know who it is. I'm going to give mine to Nathaniel. That's fair. Sweet. I'll take it. What are, the, what are these What are these points based off of, though? Because I, I loved certain parts of the whole just, conversation. So, whoever you I mean, you can genuinely, if, you, if no one made a point that even made you second guess, you can choose not to reward a point. I will be the example of that. I'm not rewarding a point. Um, I genuinely understand the value and think each of the three artists you picked are valued appropriately based off of their impact on the industry based off of what they've done the quality of their music i think they are all valued appropriately that's interesting because yours beyonce was the only one out of the four that were spoken of that i felt like was appropriately perfectly valued you know what I mean? I kind of saw in, in dude theirs. her her fans say that she is the greatest thing that's ever happened to R and B. She is awful. <laughs> I, she's not see, amazing, and that's the thing. It's not for like, me. Alicia like, I kind of get what you're saying. Alicia, I think Keys. it's just a difference in understanding the value that other people place in her. I get, I get it. Alicia so, Keys is so much better and has ha- has been more impactful on R&B in that community and yet everyone looks at Beyonce as Queen B she is everything she is the literally the queen of pop music no she's not she's not that good she's overrated there's 30 in 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 her of her friends if you talk about just her friends she's probably the worst singer if you talk about dude okay if you look at oh no like, just we, we, I hit don't a, even, we hit a nerve i don't even remember the name of what was that singing group that she was a part of that destiny's got her child. destiny's child she's probably the worst singer there like can you name any of the other members though are no, you also I, implying I know, that, that of, of one I know that, she only has 30 friends and two, they're all in the music industry as 30, performers. Thirty real friends. I'm saying friends. that her thirty. She's not like, friends with a guitarist. If you were to pull her thirty closest like other entertainer friends together in a room, she's the worst singer. Does um, count? But I would say of what if she's I friends know, with a metal one band? One Destiny's Child girl is uh, married to the mixing engineer Leslie Braswith. What's her name? I don't know, Miss Bradwitt. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Mrs. <laughs> Leslie Bradwitt. Yeah, quick, that was quick. Yep. I'll give it to you. I'm gonna find out real quick. Hang on. All right, so no, no <laughs> yeah. points to anybody. No, I'm not rewarding points. Okay. Ah, uh, I, I just don't think they deserve to be legends. Can I award point to myself? No. no, that would be abstaining. For yeah, it's either abstain. abstaining yeah. or if someone else. Yeah, uh, but I only value biased opinions. So that's fair. No, I'm kidding. Mm. I, I wouldn't have done it anyway. Well, mine was kind of biased. <laughs> fair. I, th- I mean, in a way, I think all of ours are because yeah. I, not. We're I don't, I don't think experiencing yeah, life. They all are biased. Especially because music is such a creative and personal thing where everyone has their own taste. So it like I no no one person can say this is the greatest artist of all time. You can go back and say this artist has had the largest impact of any other artist from a statistical yeah. standpoint. 
but you yeah. cannot say like that artist is better than this artist or that artist because it's all opinion. You can't it's say that objectively. Taste. Yeah, it's, correct. Yeah, because art is subjective. It is correct. You made good points about Michael Jackson. You also made good points about Beyonce. I'm giving Nate my point because I do actually enjoy more of Michael Jackson's music than I do of Beyonce. So, okay, Nate, and you get my point. That wasn't right. exactly the question, but well, sure. you're. I Nate, mean, if it's a tie, it's, it's it, where, yeah. where their talent is and their impact and whatever, yeah. you know, and I, then what I, society I, views them at. I'm giving, which is my thing of like the reason I said Bob Dylan is because. I don't doubt that he's had an impact and is an important figure, but I don't think he should be a music legend. Right. Is all I, was was my point. That's fair. Now that that's been said, I accept the fact that none of you agree with me. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> and I will accept any fact or any metric uh, via facts that Kyle chooses to use to reach his uh, yeah. to an yeah. end of a decision, even if he is wrong. Yeah. And no. <laughs> that being said. I give my point to Kyle. Oh my gosh. And that shatters my heart into more pieces than glass being dropped off of a hundredth story balcony. We're gonna we're gonna I have a good cry together about this. That's a Dude, lot of damage. Man, I'm gonna need a hand to hold. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean I don't think Flex Seal can fix that. Dude, I'll make you some tea after this episode. Yeah, I'm dude, give me oh. a link to a good therapist because I love ACDC, man. But I have always kind of, even as a fan, felt those same you know feelings had those same thoughts uh, as he did and even though i love him i think he really okay i will say not in your favor you didn't have to give that much of a compelling argument because i think that was the most valid one brought to the table that's fair i think that the ratio of what they did versus what they're claimed to be by the fans i think yours was the closest to being able to be overturned than anybody else's that's fair but that being said i yeah i, I can see it so i want to give you the point okay that's fair all right well cool that was a fun episode yeah that was a very very engaging discussion yeah, we're all musicians yeah Drake sucks. josh to some extent yeah Screw Drake sucks. Can I say the F word? If I could, I, I would say uh, You're more than one. You get, you, you get, get one, one per you get episode. One, you get one per episode, yeah. yeah. Worst case scenario, we'll fix it in post. Fuck, 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 Drake. <laughs> okay. You know what? It's Stan. All on right. that note, we'll see you on Wednesday for the BS episode. Bye. 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 Explicit, anyways. We do. I didn't realize how.